I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Last week, I covered two risk factors for mental health conditions. One being trauma. And another one is adverse childhood experiences, and I would categorize that as child abuse, child maltreatment, and in the near future, I am going to share with you other risk factors for mental health conditions, such as intimate partner violence or narcissistic abuse, domestic violence. And sometimes people minimize it to bullying. Well, that's in the near future. Today, I want to go back to the basics because I don't think people talk enough about it. So I'm going to talk about it. And what I'm going to talk about is human needs. It sounds simple, right? I'm sure after this episode, you will think differently. So before I begin, let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in. Hold it for five seconds, and as you exhale, let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected in a unified field of divine. White light, and know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is.
So take another deep breath in. Hold it for five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. And exhale. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Human needs. We all have them. And we all look for ways to have them satisfied. Now, there are different schools of thought. And today I am going to focus on three of them. One was first introduced by Abraham Maslow, an American psychologist and professor. And, of course, is called... Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. It is most often displayed as a pyramid. Uh, the reason is the lowest levels of the pyramid are made up of the most basic needs, while the most complex needs are at the top of the pyramid. So needs at the bottom of the pyramid are basic physical requirements, including the need for food, water, sleep, warmth, sex, and is sometimes called the physiological needs simply because they are physical needs. Because, well, when we are hungry, we know we have to eat. When we are thirsty, we need water. So that's why. Once these lower level needs have been met, then people can move on to the next level of needs, which are for safety, and security. Now, further up the pyramid, the need for personal esteem, meaning self-esteem, and feelings of accomplishment take priority. Maslow also believed that these needs are similar to instincts and play a major role in motivating behavior. Well, as a matter of fact, I first learned about Maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, from my hotel management days. This model is supposed to help us managers to motivate our team. So according to Maslow, physiological, security, social, and esteem needs are deficiency needs, which arise due to deprivation. Satisfying these lower-level needs is important in order to avoid unpleasant feelings or consequences. Maslow termed the highest level of the pyramid as growth needs, and these needs don't stem from a lack of something, but rather from a desire to grow as a person. So let me just quickly go through what those needs are. So the lowest level is physiological needs, and I mentioned it earlier. This include food, water, breathing, and sexual needs for reproduction, of course. Then the next level is security and safety needs. So as we move up to the second level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the requirements start to become a bit more complex. At this level, the needs for security and safety become primary. So it could be financial security, health and wellness, safety against 
accidents and injury, and that's why we buy insurance, and that is to satisfy this level of needs. Then the next level is social needs that can be friendships, romantic attachments, family, social groups, community groups, churches, and religious organizations. So, in order to avoid problems such as loneliness, depression, and anxiety, it is important for people to feel loved and accepted by other people. Now, personal relationships with friends, family, and lovers play an important role, as does involvement in other groups that might include religious groups, sports teams, book clubs, and other group activities. At the fourth level in Maslow's hierarchy is the need for appreciation and respect. When the needs at the bottom three levels have been satisfied, the esteem, meaning self-esteem, needs begin to play a more prominent role in motivating behavior. People have a need to accomplish things and then have their efforts recognized. In addition. To the need for feelings of accomplishment and prestige, esteem needs include such things as self-esteem and personal worth. Now, those who lack self-esteem and the respect of others can develop feelings of inferiority, and together, the esteem and social levels make up what is known as the psychological needs of the hierarchy. Now, at the top of the Maslow's hierarchy, are the self-actualization needs. What a man can be, he must be. Maslow explained, referring to the need people have to achieve their full potential as human beings. Now, according to Maslow's definition of self-actualization, it may be loosely described as the full use and exploitation of talents, capabilities. Potentialities, etc., etc. Such people seem to be fulfilling themselves and to be doing the best that they are capable of doing, and they are people who have developed or are developing to the full stature of which they are capable. It is important to take note that self-actualizing people are self-aware. Concerned with personal growth, less concerned with the opinions of others, and interested in fulfilling their highest potential. Speaking of self-actualized people. Tony Robbins, a very successful entrepreneur who has been motivating and teaching his clients to live up to their fullest potential, and he believes that everyone has six needs or motivators. According to him, four are primal ego needs, and the other two are spiritual needs. So at this time, let me remind you, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There are five levels.、Uh, the basic needs are physiological, safety, love, belongingness, meaning social needs, 
self-esteem, and the highest is self-actualization. So in comparison to Tony Robbins, his four ego needs are certainty, meaning we all want assurance. We need to avoid pain and gain pleasure. Number two, uncertainty. Yeah, the opposite, the polar opposite of certainty. He believes that we also need variety. We need changes sometimes and unknown new stimuli in order to motivate us. And number three is significance, meaning we have the need to feel unique, important, special, or needed. Now, that could be dangerous because if it's inflated, it will be narcissism, and which I'm going to talk about in the near future. Number four need is connection and love. So a strong feeling of closeness or union with someone or something. So if you compare the two, it's similar, right? Um, significance for Tony Robbins would be the esteem for Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And connection and love would be the third level of Maslow, which is relationship, social needs. Okay, so let me repeat. The four ego needs, certainty, uncertainty, significance, and connection, love. And the two spiritual needs are the need to grow, meaning an expression of capacity, capability, or understanding of one's own potential. And the second spiritual need is contribution, meaning we have a sense of service and focus on helping, giving, and supporting others. So that means growth and contribution are the needs for our spiritual practice. And I would consider that to be similar to Maslow's self-actualizing needs. Okay, the last school of thought is my own, and I call it the five A's. The five A's of needs. So obviously, they all start with the alphabet A, and they are attention, affection, appreciation, allowance, and acceptance. I want to make it really simple for you. As soon as we open our eyes every single day, these are the five basic needs that we constantly need to fulfill in order to feel good. And my question to you, my audience, is that when you are a child, were these five needs being satisfied by your parents or caregivers? It is important, let's say, for attention. A parent's availability communicates importance and our own self-worth. Did your parents give you positive attention or negative attention? Did they make time to play with you, have fun, laugh, and do silly things together? 
What about acceptance? All children need unconditional love. They need to know that they are accepted for who they are, particularly by the people who are supposed to love them the most, meaning their parents. Every child is different. So, did your parents recognize that that you are different from your siblings? It is essential that parents celebrate the uniqueness of each child as they develop their own special combination of strengths and abilities. There is no one else like you in the whole wide world. This communicates to you that you are special and unique, and your parents do not. Compare you with your siblings, or neighbors' children. Third A, affection. Now, physical touch and affection should be part of your everyday experience. You will then enjoy greater connectedness and ease with others than those who have not experienced affection and warmth. So ask yourself again: Did you receive that from your parents when you are young? This can be in the form of fun activities like piggyback rides, wrestling on the floor, gentle throws in the air, or reading a story while sitting on your parents' lap. Daily actions can also provide valuable physical contact. Did your parents brush your hair, give you encouraging pats on the back, cuddling you, and tucking you into bed, and read you a bedtime story? Now, this is not only restricted to your early years. Don't you need attention, affection, and acceptance nowadays? Now that you are an adult. Don't you need them from your partner, or if you don't have a partner, do you not yearn for that? Now, if your parents did show you affection, it is a powerful way to express appreciation, because when you are being hugged, kissed, and they show you how much you are valued, so affection can be a form of appreciation. Otherwise, why would they love you, right? Because they appreciate you, they value you. So just by saying "I love hearing about your day," or saying to you, "My favorite time of day is when we read together," I so look forward for you to come home from school. These are all important ways of showing you you are appreciated by your parents. So. The last A is allowance. What does that mean? You have to understand and remember that we are human beings, and human beings make mistakes. That's a guarantee. So allowance is the need to be allowed to make mistakes. And if you find you are being critical of yourself, most likely is that you did not manage to receive allowance. From your parents when you're growing up, 
Did they teach you to really learn from your mistakes? Did they allow you to make mistakes instead of being critical and being punished? So these are the five aids of needs. Attention, affection, appreciation, allowance, and acceptance. So you may ask, what's our needs got to do with mental illness or child abuse? Now, my audience, that I will continue in the next episode. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O.com. Mm-hmm.